There have been many studies on what retirees want from their money. Having reviewed too many to count, I find there are seven main things from their money that people want. So on today's podcast, we'll talk about them and give you some tips. And now, Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Hey, welcome. It's Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Fred Sade committed to getting the information out and the strategies and talking about them on this uh, podcast on the companion video series. And you can search Money Matters USA with Fred Sade, S-A-I-D-E, on YouTube. And getting, and he can with you in a one-on-one if you schedule with Fred with a call to 800-593-8188. Fred, greetings to you. Salutations. <laughs> you too. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Sounds like you're doing uh, great. <laughs> I am. I am feeling All good. Right. I'm ready That's to dig way. in. How about you? Oh, I'm ready. Well, I know you've worked hard on the uh, what we're covering today. And, and yes. uh, we know that some people are do-it-yourselfers. And others have an advisor or a broker or an agent. Uh, they have strong ideas about what the right solution might look like for them, but that means they're only looking at solutions that pertain to them and don't have the context of other scenarios and other situations that cause other people to make different decisions, Fred. Right. My, the way I see my job and it is to provide advice and recommendations my focus is to ensure that the client understands how to buy what they need, including whatever other factors that they need to consider and how to give weight to those factors and what conversations they need to have to succeed in making change or changes, if, if that's necessary. Mm-hmm. In other words, if you have symptoms and you go to WebMD and you get some information that doesn't make you a medical doctor. No. In, <laughs> information is not advice. Information is not wisdom. And there are studies that show that some people will only believe as truth what they can read or what they see or what they hear on the Internet. And, and that's really a serious problem. So my, my job is to maintain greater subject matter expertise. And it's really at the intersection of my advisory business where that intersects and connects with a prospective client and with my existing clients. So I spend a lot of time reading, studying, thinking about, paying attention to how I serve clients. And I do the same uh, for my company and our other two advisors. So some people can be knowledgeable. They don't know as much as I do or or the other two advisors who uh, work uh, with within my my firm. Well, I mean, absolutely, because everyone has their own area of expertise, and and certainly this is yours. And 
I, I know where you were going a moment ago with the, the fact that you can bring up, they may know things, but I think you bring up things that they don't know that they don't know. Right. And that's important. Oh, by the way, Fred, um, you talk about if you have symptoms going to WebMD, I'll tell you this. If I ever have anything, I never <laughs> search on, online because I will always go to the worst case scenario and find out that I only have 30 seconds to live. Whatever absolutely. it is. <laughs> hey, absolutely. I, uh, it's many diseases, many conditions have the identical symptoms. <laughs> I know, and that's why I don't do it. And I, I don't do it at all. But there are 10,000 Americans retiring every day. And so you've developed seven main things that people want from their money. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you've got for us, Fred. Yes. Uh, first of all, Retirees want a guarantee they will not run out of money as long as they live. Now, that may sound simple, but actually it um, goes back thousands, actually goes back thousands of years. It's very difficult for a retiree to figure out how to do it. And they get conflicting advice mm -hmm. from people they speak with, from television programs, from advertising from the from the internet and most of what they see reading here is negative it's designed to upset them and to addict them to coming back for more negative news now some people rely on the safe withdrawal rate and they get different percentages to use is it three percent is it four percent is it five percent is it six percent Bengen, Bill Bengen, who invented the 4% rule, now is arguing about a 5.5% rule. So what's the safe withdrawal rate? Whatever number you're using, you have to be sure that the money you're taking out is going to last as long as you do. And if you're married, you have to consider that the money has to last as long as your, your spouse lives. So if your income ends before you die, the entire plan goes up in smoke. And this is something that people have been trying to figure out for thousands of years. It all, we're, we're still struggling with the Fibonacci. The, the guy's name was Fibonacci, and we're still struggling with the Fibonacci equation. We're still trying to figure it out. The second thing is number two. Second thing that I have found is that retirees want to avoid major stock market losses and that they never experienced, they never suffered 2008 again. What I found is people are willing to suffer small losses, but large losses are difficult. They're really hard to recover from. And this reminds me of something that I call the 1% rule. Suppose you are sitting on an airplane mm -hmm. and you're delayed for an hour or more and you're sitting at the gate on the airplane, you're getting fidgety and agitating. And finally, the pilot comes on the PA system and after he gets, gives you the apology, he goes on to say that the simulator has come up with two alternate routes to Miami, Florida. And he said, besides, I believe in democracy, so I'm going to tell you what both routes are, and you can vote on it. And whoever has the majority vote, that's the route we're going to take. So route number one 
has an 80% chance of, of arriving an additional hour late, and it has a 20% chance of making up the delay and arriving as scheduled. Okay. Then the simulator now has come up with route number two. Uh, here's route number two. Route number two has a 99% chance of arriving as scheduled. Okay. And a 1% chance of never arriving at all. Ooh. So the pilot now says, which route do you want? Number one or number two? <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> Me? What do you take? I take one. What do you take? Well, I'm going to have to go with one because if, unless I heard you wrong, one is going to get there. <laughs> it just That's may right. be late, right? That's correct. How about you, Fred? Which one are you going with? Did oh, you say I'm going one? With, with, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going with number number one. So, I mean, even even that one percent could be, can make the big can make a big difference, mm -hmm. and, and without getting into a lot of detail. That's, that's the big issue when you get into these Monte Carlo simulations. So they're only simulations, but here's the simulator. And, and you know, none, none of us, no, nobody in their right mind would take number two. Well, no, even at that 1% <laughs> chance, I know <laughs> I wouldn't take it. I'm going with one for sure. Yeah. Um, so is that... Um, Obviously, where you're going is that certainly that's a safer route, yeah, to take. Yeah, yeah, it it it, it is it is safer, and it's it, it's um, it's something to to, th to think about because that same kind of logic can apply to portfolio losses. I mean, we've had some big losses, you know, of the of the fifty percent coin. 2000 to 2002, and we saw it again in 2007 to 2009. I mean, there are people who lost up to 50% of their portfolios, and the math uh, on this is if you lose 50%, you need 100% to break even. If you, if you get a 50% gain, in other words, if you come back 50%, you're not even yet. So to make this a little bit more concrete, say you started out with a million dollars, you lost half of it. You're sitting there with half a million. To break even, you have to get another half million back. If, if you only get half of that, you're sitting there with three quarters of a million. So that's, that's the math of it. So a, a recovery could really be difficult. And at, at older ages, it could even be impossible. You may just not have the time for that kind of recovery. And if you're taking uh, income distributions under the safe withdrawal rate, and if you're taking it from the portfolio, no matter what, because you don't have any alternative that's not market-focused, uh, then if you're taking it during the downturn, what you're not getting much of a, uh, of a recovery. Uh, in that situation, you're just burning through the portfolio. So avoiding large stock market losses at all costs has to be has to be a priority. Number three, my third uh, tip is that retirees want to increase their income without getting killed with taxes. And many 
what I have seen both from, from clients and from people who I've interviewed is that many retirees just feel uncomfortable increasing their income in a way that, that is significant during retirement because they're afraid of the taxes. And no one has just ever taken the time to explain to them how income tax rates actually work. And based on current taxes, and, and this could change, but based on current taxes, you can you can make up to $150,000 a year in retirement and be in the 14% federal bracket about it. Think about it, 14% federal bracket on $150,000 a year. Now, you should check with your accountant or enrolled agent, make sure that these numbers fit you. And it also depends on where you live, because you could have state and local taxes uh, on top of it. Mm -hmm. So that might change your, your, your picture. Fourth tip is make acceptable rates of return without taking excessive risks. And you want to do that because you're really in a conservation mode. You want to protect what you have. You're retired. You don't, you're not working anymore. You don't have that paycheck coming in. So because you are retired and you don't have fresh money coming in, it, it's no longer prudent for you to focus on getting the highest possible rate of return. Because if you're trying to get the highest possible rate of return, you have to take the highest possible rate of risk. And when you took the highest rate of, of risk in the past, think back, what actually happened? The probability is you either lost money or you didn't earn the rate of return that you would hope for based on the amount of risk that you, that you took on. So you need to be sure you know what rate of return you need in your plan to meet your retirement goals. Now, these are both your spending goals and, and your accumulation goals. To, to make your plan work, you may not need 10%. You may not need 14%. You may only need 3%. For many people, 3%, 4%, 5% is an outlier. That rate of return may be more than adequate to, to meet your funding goal as well as your income goal. There's some new research. It's uh, in the process of being peer-reviewed, but it's Professor Bessenbinder at Arizona State University. It's published in the journal Financial Economics, and, and that journal is um, a publication of, of, the of the National Society of Social, of Social Science Research. I mean, that, that is considered to be the gold standard uh, in the United States. And um, Dr. Bessenbinder states in the article that common stocks do not outperform one-month treasuries. And he demonstrates that 95% of stocks over their lifetime do not outperform cash. He, goes, he says that over the long haul, making money in the stock market is likely 
but a bet on individual stocks is risky. And I'm just going to quote a small sentence that I've edited a little just for conciseness, but, but, not, uh, but not for content. So I'm starting in the middle of a sentence. Most individual, I'm quoting, most individual common stocks have generated buy and hold returns that are less than the buy and hold returns that would have been obtained from investing in U.S. Treasuries over the same time periods. Stated alternately, the fact that the overall stock market has outperformed Treasuries is attributable to large returns earned by relatively few stocks. And I close quotes. And that's a very, very accurate statement. And it's built on research that goes back to research that was done in 1978. And if you think about it, and you, if you look carefully, you're going to see that there's just a handful of stocks that dominate the market, dominate GDP, and dominate either the the um, the Standard and Poor's or, or or the or the Dow Jones. Well, speaking of research, you definitely do your homework for this podcast, and you have more of what people and retirees want from their money. And that's coming up after a quick break on Money Matters USA. Are you losing sleep over market volatility affecting your hard-earned retirement savings? You can't afford to lose a big portion of your nest egg with not enough time to recover. Many people want safety and the guarantee of principle, but also prefer the potential of higher growth with the market. And now you can have both. Call Fred Sade at Money Matters USA at 800-593-8188. That's 800-593-8188. We're back with Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Fred Sade on this podcast series and also the companion video series, which is available on YouTube. Just search Money Matters USA with Fred Sade, S-A-I-D-E. Consumer advocate Dave Perkins here. No need to spell my name. We're just going to get back into what we're talking about. And what we're talking about is what retirees want from their money. And uh, I I know, Fred, that, uh, you know, I think everybody wants their money to work for them. I mean, to be a not uh, lazy, in other words, working mm-hmm. for them. Uh, they'd like to have uh, confidence in what, whatever strategies they employ. And also, they want to keep as much as they can, and that can come in the form of tax strategies, but it can also come in the form of lowering your fees that you pay, and, and that's your number five here. Yes, it is. That's exactly what it is. Many many retirees, I, I find, think that they're paying only 1% in total fees on their portfolio, particularly uh, people who... Uh, are, use, are paying somebody based on assets under management, and they see 1% on their statements, or they don't see that, but that's what the, the broker has told them. But what if, if, if you found out that, like most retirees that I've seen, you are actually paying 3%, 4%, even 5% in fees? 
And if that were true, mm. you would find that that really hurts your plan or your plans for retirement. And it probably is going to make your money running out a lot sooner than you ever thought or you ever or you ever planned for. So now you're in a situation where you need to understand what your fees are, both the direct fees and the indirect fees, the fees that are, are hidden. And then you have to reduce them as much as possible. And what's more, uh, you should get a, a statement, a written statement in writing signed by you and the broker uh, as to what the fees are. And brokers should disclose what that what the fees are and what they're um, getting from, if anything, from the recommendations uh, in, ter in terms of soft money uh, compensation that you uh, may not even be aware of. Number six, my sixth tip is know what you can potentially leave to your beneficiaries. Most of us want to leave money to our kids, our grandkids. Some of us want to leave something to charities as well. But we don't want to sacrifice our own retirement security. We don't want to sacrifice our happiness to do that. So if you like the majority of, of retirees that I've either met or interviewed, you want to make sure that you have as much money as you need for as long as you live, and you want to make sure that you don't run out of money. And then at that point, you want to leave something to your beneficiaries. Now, this is a place where life insurance makes a lot of sense. Because I have found that, that knowing what you can leave to your beneficiaries is going to make it easier for you. It's because you're going to be willing to spend some, maybe even all of your money. Maybe you're going to die with $1 in your checking account because life insurance then would provide the inheritance. So you don't have to leave any other assets. And by the way, the life insurance would be inherited income tax-free. Oh, yeah. Which is a great benefit. Tip number seven. Have your entire plan for retirement, every detail in writing. In some respects, number seven is possibly the single most important of, of all the items because retirees want to plan. They're unwilling to settle just for investments or asset statements. And retirees want every detail about their plan for retirement written down so they can read it, so they can understand it. And they want to make sure they're not going to forget about what their entire financial plan is. What their, this is what their success is based on. Uh, if you feel like many of the retirees, I would say the majority of retirees, you probably feel you don't understand and you're confused about your plan. And oftentimes this is caused by not having a written plan or you have a 350-page plan. You put up on the shelf, you crossed it off your bucket list, and it's just gathering dust there. It's not a part of your life. You, you, you don't have a plan that's written in plain English that sets out the things you want to know about your money so that in you, so that you would understand your situation, understand your plan, implement it, and now it's important in your life. 
Well, we know retirees want to stop worrying about their money, and, and certainly they want to stop worrying about running out of money. So your message is both good news and bad news. What's the bad news, Fred? Well, the bad news is retirees have not been provided with the seven things that I've just talked about by their current broker or their current advisor. The good news is that the right financial professional will be happy to give you all these seven things and more. And that's what I strive to do every single day. My goal is to help people learn the truth about their money. And someone who definitely knows the strategies and would uh, could surprise you with things that you weren't even aware you didn't know. Because, I mean, that's what Fred does. And he's a fiduciary. And he is also the founder and managing director of the firm of the same name, Money Matters USA. You can reach Fred with a phone call to 800-593-8188. 800-593-8188. Eighty-one, eighty-eight. In our next podcast, we're going to talk about certain data that you must have to build a secure plan and to be able to stop worrying about your money. Those are the questions you must be able to answer to have a successful retirement. And we're going to get into it on the next podcast. Be sure to search YouTube, too, for the companion video series. Great information there as well with Fred Sade. Just search on YouTube, Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. S-A-I-D-E. Hey, Fred, another great conversation. Look forward to the next one. Absolutely. I enjoy it. We will be here for you. And thanks for being with us on the podcast, Money Matters USA. Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.